You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. In the dynamic world of enterprise security, identity architects and IT leaders face a major challenge. Growth by repeated acquisitions multiplies the complexity of everything. Multiple IDPs, MFA providers, policy engines that all need to coexist. This can lead to fragmented user identities and policies that create security vulnerabilities and add access friction. Strata Identity solves this. Now you can decommission unneeded IDPs and consolidate the ones you'd like to keep without rewriting apps or disrupting users, engineers, and app owners. Plus, Strata's modular architecture makes it easy to integrate with any identity provider without manual maintenance and coding. Join the ranks of cybersecurity leaders using identity orchestration. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your top identity security priorities, and receive a pair of complimentary AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations with over 5,000 employees. Step into a new era of identity management at strata.io slash cyberwire. My name is Rohit Damankar. I am VP of Threat Intelligence at Alert Logic and Product Strategy at Help Systems. In India, there were only two things that people were interested kids do. Either you become an engineer or you become a doctor. Those were the only two professions, I guess, that were considered lucrative when I grew up. So I was always told by my parents saying that you should become an engineer. So I think I had a natural aptitude towards math and science, uh, and I used to love physics. And that is what I decided to do Um, when I passed my high school. I enrolled in one of the most prestigious institutes in India, and I did a master's in physics. So when I got out of my master's in India, I came actually to the United States to pursue a PhD in physics. So that is what I came initially for, not for cybersecurity. I guess it was an interesting event. I had actually put my resume in for uh, the career fair for summer because during the summers, there was no support available in terms of uh, assistantships at UT Austin. And I got a call from Cisco initially, uh, the networking giant at that time. And uh, Cisco really was a very big name in early 2000s. Uh, So they called me and in fact, I was actually stupid enough to return a reply saying that, well, your company seems to do networking, so I don't know what you're calling me for. Uh, It so happened that they called back again and told me that we don't need you for networking. We need you for your math background, specifically applied for cybersecurity. And that's how I got into my internship at Cisco. People should not close any doors prematurely. At least explore the opportunity. 
So once I got an internship actually at Cisco, it was a very interesting project for me. Basically, they were trying to develop intrusion detection systems. That is a network-based intrusion detection system. And uh, I loved that, what I was doing there uh, from mathematical modeling of traffic that they needed. And uh, then they made me an offer, which I couldn't refuse to just join them straight. So I kind of stopped my PhD, got out with the masters and joined Cisco. I was almost uh, forced out of Cisco to seek some other smaller place uh, due to some immigration complications uh, at that time. Uh, And uh, I chose a startup at that time, which was called as Tipping Point. And it was, again, really a fantastic career path working in a startup and seeing that startup really being successful. So... When I joined at 2002, we were hardly making any revenue. We were acquired by 3Com in 2005 for close to $500 million, which was a big amount in 2005. I had a chance as a result of it to really go globally. And the other part for me was I was able to travel really globally, uh, meet a lot of customers, uh, give a lot of presentations along with sales and marketing. So completely new experiences. And the experience for working for a startup was extremely valuable because you wear so many hats working in a startup that you get to know a lot of different areas. That trend of mine continued um, before I joined Alert Logic four years back. Uh, I was very interested in seeing from how do I transition myself from completely a product-based company and really point solution startups into a more uh, service-based ecosystem where you are trying to kind of solve a much bigger problem. And that's what attracted to me this space. And that's where I'm still here today. So I'm actually wearing... Currently, twin hats. I'm wearing a hat from threat intelligence side for Alert Logic. I'm also wearing a hat from product strategy for help systems, where I'm involved in actually creating the next generation of threat intelligence sharing platform within help systems. That's the parent company. So, from Alert Logic side, it's basically, again, I have, of course, a number of teams that are reporting into. So, I'm responsible directly for the management. Uh, I want to make sure that I know all the people in my team. So I actually am proud that I know even two levels down everybody uh, personally. Um, So I take a lot of time just making sure that the team is working cohesively. The team is working uh, with a vision that they have been given uh, and kind of just making sure that the team really functions very well. That's one of my primary uh, tasks right now. At the same time, I also dabble into various uh, I would say product side or technology side uh, discussions. And these are mainly focused on saying, what do we do going forward in the future? What are our customers facing problems most with today? And how can we solve those problems? That takes up my rest of the time. I would say that I consider myself, uh, you can call it more like a servant leadership. Uh, At the same time, I like to lead from the middle. And this is specifically true of people who are working in cybersecurity. People come from all different experiences. Like today, my team is comprised of data scientists, deep security researchers, reverse engineers, vulnerability researchers, automation engineers. And 
it is very essential to kind of hear these people out very well as to what are they trying to convey at whatever technical depth they are trying to convey and and bring all that perspective together before one can make a very informed decision and then make sure that the group moves together in that direction and so that's almost i would say leading from the middle instead of kind of being really uh upfront with ideas only from yourself or uh from the next level up in the organization uh so that really does not work especially for a talented cybersecurity group it is hard sometimes to message uh to a wider audience that you can be both navigating the business side of the house as well as you know bunch of technologies that you have learned in the past people try to generally pigeonhole you into one or two places so i think it's essential to me one of the things that i have learned over time is really i don't pigeonhole any of my employees into any buckets everybody is individual i try to understand what their main core strengths are um, and i try to kind of gather that uh, in terms of their contributions uh, their thoughts etc and make sure that we can make a cohesive whole out of it i would like my team to be happy and if they ever think about me in the future i hope they will answer the positively on my saying there was a leader who listened to them there was a leader who made difference to their lives and lastly the here is leader who made them happy when they came to work The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business.